So this morning, um, I want to share a message which is titled, In a Season Like This. In a Season Like This. And I want to read from Psalms 46. Um, if you can, if, you, if you're able, if you can just stand up and uh, as we read the Word of God. Um, I'm going to read the whole chapter. Starting from verse 1. And it reads this. God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when the earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in the city. It cannot be destroyed from the very break of day. God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of Heaven's army is here among us and God of Israel is our fortress. Come. See the glorious work of the Lord. See how he brings destructions upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. I love this verse 10. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of Heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Father, we want to thank you for your word this morning. Father, as we have gathered here together, I want to pray, Father God, that you use this time to speak to your people. Father, we want to pray that you open our hearts, open our ears, open our, our, our minds, our ears, everything, Father God, to hear what you have to say. Holy Spirit, do what you can only do. Touch hearts, touch lives. And we won't leave this place the same. Use me as your instrument this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Please have a seat. Psalm 46. It's powerful. But I think if you understand the context behind the song, I think it, it gives you a better meaning of what it actually is. You see, Psalm 46 was written in 701 BC, when one of the one of the worst, most evil kings of Assyria was actually the king. He was brutal, and his warriors were brutal. Um, I don't think any of us here, um, well. Most of us here have not been in a war zone. But I, I, I actually grew up in Iran, <laughs> in Iran, and that, around the time of Iran and Iraq war, I promise you, it's not, it's not pleasant. I remember, um, you know, when, when the sirens goes on, all of a sudden, uh, all the lights get shut down, the whole city goes dark. And I remember um, we had to put like tapes on our on our, on, our, on our windows and stuff, so when the blast comes, it doesn't scatter the glasses. 
And I remember we used to just sit and just watch outside in the skies, in the dark skies, as the bombs were coming down and as the missiles were, and the army was trying to shoot them in the air. And sometimes you see them explode in the air, but other times it used to just come down and you hear this loud bang. And as a child growing, I was always like, is this the day that we're, 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 we're gone? <laughs> the fear. And then the next day going and seeing the damages that's been done. It brings fear. War does bring fear. But I want to tell you this morning, when this psalm was written, even my experience was nothing compared to what they were going through. Let me just explain a little bit what this army was about. These were the most brutal army that you can ever imagine. When you read the history books, these guys were just on another level. You think IAS is bad? You think those guys that come and the terrorists are bad? These guys were even worse. Before they even come, they want to bring terror in the life of people. When they used to come, they used to come obviously do the, the things that they do. Um, there's some of the stuff that I, I don't even want to repeat, but some things like pulling the beard of the, the victim or beating them in the head or uh, skinning them alive. And, and it's some brutal stuff. I think one of the worst things that they used to do was the empowerment. That's something that they invented. They would take a long spear or a sword and they would, yeah, I don't want to go into too, too much detail, but they would hang the person in the air, making them feel the torture as they die. I think uh, when I was, I was looking into it, they said something about how Romans, most people think Romans actually invented crucifixion, but it, they actually say, um, most believe that Assyrians are actually the ones that invented crucifixion. Uh, the Romans actually perfected it. I just want you to picture the, the fear of knowing these horrible people coming and trying to invade your city. Right? I won't even go to what they used to do to the women and children. The fear. The anxiety. They were saying how they used to cut the, uh, the victim's parts and just hang it around their neck as, as, as a souvenir. This is how brutal they were. Before they even attacked, they wanted to make sure that you're terrified. And after they've done the damage, they want to make sure that for generations after generation, people will remember what can happen when they invade it. Now, with all of this said, I want you to now listen to what the Spirit of God said in verse 1. God is our refuge and our strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. Love this. He is always ready. He's always ready. Always. The moment you're in trouble, God is ready. I don't know about you. You, you, you think maybe your situation, God didn't see it coming. I want to tell you, God knew exactly the situation that you might be in right now. He knew it even before it happened. He didn't catch God by surprise. It's not like, oh, I didn't see that coming. 
or even the situation that we're in over the last year and a bit, the COVID didn't catch God by surprise. He knew. And this is what the Spirit of God said. God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when the earthquake come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar with foam. Let the mountains tremble in waters. Isn't a season like this? We will not fear to, we will not turn to fear. In a season like this, when we have an invisible enemy, in a season like this, when every time you turn on the TV, another city is, is flooded. In a season like this, where you see tornadoes and storms, in a season like this, when we see earthquakes, in a season like this, we will not turn to fear. If you're taking notes this morning, in a season like this, we turn to God's word. In a season like this, we need to turn to God's word. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says this. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. I was, I was trying to figure out how can I best illustrate this. How can I best illustrate this? And I was, I was, um, Kevin, maybe you can give me a different mic because this is, keeps going up. Yeah. Um, I was thinking how can I best illustrate this? And I was, uh, I came across a, a great illustration that I wanted to share with you. This is an illustration of a young boy. And this is the time when there was no cars, where there were no roads, where there were no um, technology like we have. This is back in the day when there were horses and carriages. And this, this farm boy was taken uh, literally to, um, to, to town. And he's, he's walking with his dad and all of a sudden he hears this banging sound. Bang, bang, bang. And he asks his dad, what is this sound? What is this sound? Thank you, Pastor He asks his dad, what is this sound? What is this sound? And, and his dad is like, let me just take you to that place. He takes him to the blacksmith. And as he's watching the blacksmith, and uh, this big man, big hammer, just pounding away on this, this glowing metal on this anvil, just pounding away. The boy is just like shocked. And he's just, how in the world is this anvil just, just managing to cope with all this pressure? So the minute the blacksmith um, catches a breath, stops to catch a breath, uh, the young boy asked the blacksmith, how is this anvil not getting damaged? And uh, I love what the, uh, the blacksmith said. He said, you know what, young boy? This anvil has hundreds of, it's hundreds of years old. It's worn out many, many hammers. Now, here's the point of my story here. The Bible is like an anvil that has worn out thousands and thousands of hammers. 
over the generations, there will be so many people who are trying to uh, hit against the Bible and the truth of the Word of God. And they're not being successful. Just as the prophet Isaiah said in the Old Testament, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the Word of God stands forever. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth will disappear, but my word will never disappear. I don't know about you, but I don't want to put my faith on something that's not firm. I want to put my faith on something firm, foundation, right? I don't want to put my trust on sand. So I want to tell you this morning, when we pray, the Bible's promises over ourselves, over our family. I want to tell you, you can put hedge of protection over yourself, over your family, that even the devil cannot penetrate through it. That's the kind of hedge of protection that you can put around yourself and your family. This, this word has the power to break addiction, to bring healing, to bring restoration, to cast out demons. This word is powerful and alive and active. And this is where our hope should be. Let me just read from um, Romans 15 verse 4. It says this. Such things were written in scripture long ago to teach us. And the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. If you take it, if you got your Bible, just 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 make a note of waiting patiently. So what was all of this written for? To give us what? It was written to give us hope. It was written to give us encouragement. Our job is to just wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Sometimes it can take long. Sometimes it's quick. But we need to just be patient in whatever situation, whatever circumstances we're in. Be patient and just wait patiently for God's promises. You see, as you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will comfort your heart and and, 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 and I want to promise you, don't put your trust on government. Don't put your trust on the scientists. Don't put your trust on all the other things. Put your trust in the Word of God. So if you're taking notes, second thing we want to do is we want to, in a season like this, we need to examine ourselves. And this is so, so important. We want to examine ourselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 says this. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourself. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. The Bible says that we need to test ourselves. Where is our faith? Do you believe that Jesus is here among us? That's what it says. Test yourself. Examine yourself.
We need to make sure that our faith in Jesus Christ is genuine and that we trust Him fully. When you hear a bad medical report, when the doctor gives you that bad medical report, who's your faith on? Jesus. I hope you don't put your faith on the doctors. I know it's easier said than done, but trust me, your life is in God's hands. Yes, God can use doctors, God can use medications, but ultimately your hand is in God's hands. When you see that medical, bad medical report, you should just trust God and hold on to his promises. We need to examine ourselves and make sure that we know that Jesus is here and he's in control. We need to examine ourselves. What I need you to focus on is uh, we need to focus on our relationship with Jesus. Don't look around and, and, and say so-and-so and this and that and forget them. How's your relationship with Jesus? How's your relationship with Jesus? Examine yourself. Do you still believe in him? Sometimes, you know, we need to ask questions, you know, as we grow. You know, in the, in the very beginning, we got this amazing faith. We, can, we got faith to move mountains. But as you grow, you know, as, as, as the years go on, we need to make sure we don't lose that faith. We don't lose that thing that God has for us. So what do we do in a season like this? We turn to God's word. We examine ourselves. And finally, we trust God. In a season like this, it's easy for us not to trust God, right? It's easy when you see all the chaos, when you turn on the news, all the noises around it's hard to sometimes, you know, trust God and, and focus on His promises. I'm kind of reminded of Mary and Martha, right? You remember the story? Their brother Lazarus was ill. He was really sick. And they were so worried. So they sent messengers to come. And they sent messages to Jesus. And they said, Jesus, you need to come because our brother is not well. Remember what Jesus did? Jesus responded. He heard the message and his response was, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. He actually delayed his journey. He delayed his journey. And when he got back, Lazarus was four days dead. He was four days dead and buried. And then in John eleven twenty one, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been there, my brother would have not died. Martha's like, why, Jesus? You could have easily just come. Why did you delay? Why? And I'm sure there are many of us that have that kind of questions. When you see a loved one suffer, why, Jesus? Why? Or when you see a loved one lose their life, 
Why did you not do something? Jesus, you could have done that. And I want to tell you, that's okay to question sometimes. Because even Jesus questioned. Remember on the cross, Jesus said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But later Jesus said this, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. You might be here this morning and you're also going through some stuff. You're questioning some of the stuff that's happening. You're questioning some of the stuff that God is doing. I want to tell you, it's okay. It's okay to question. But examine yourself. Where is your faith in? Who is your faith in? I want us to go back to Psalms 46. So, as this psalm was written, the Syrian army is getting ready to attack Jerusalem. These guys are terrified, all worried and scared. They were terrified and scared. Do you know what God did? Let me just read the scripture again. They were terrified. God is, and then God, this is what God said. God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when the earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surges. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed from the very break of day. God will protect it. What does it mean to us today? What does it mean? If you are here feeling worried, if you are anxious, if you are... If you're worried or anxious, if you feel like, man, I don't know how my kid's going to grow up in a, in, a, in, in, in a time like this. I'm worried about my children. If you're here and you're worried about your job, it's an uncertain times, isn't it? If you're worried about your job, if, you're, if you don't feel safe, obviously the pandemic is still here. If you don't feel safe, you're worried about the economy. You're struggling with kids. What does it mean when our faith is weak? What does it mean? I want to tell you, God is exactly what you need, when you need Him, and He is much, much more. I want to tell you, God is exactly what you need, when you need Him, and much, much more. So this morning, if you're anxious, I want to tell you, He is your peace. When you are hurting, He is your comforter. When you're weak, our God is our strength. And He is our hope when we are hopeless. Our God is exactly what we need. And then in verse 6 to 7, the nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Listen, our God is big enough to oversee the whole world 
and he's loving enough to care about you. He's loving enough to care about you. Then in verse 8, come and see the glorious work of the Lord. See how he brings destructions upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He brings, he breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. You know, uh, can I have the worship team back, come back up for me, please? Um, when you, it's, it's hard in a season like this, you know, every time you turn on the news, and I feel like over the last year and a bit, we've just been, it's just been, it's just been pushed around, isn't it? <laughs> just been pushed around, and it, it's just like, I felt like we need to, we need to call for a fast. I'm tired of to hear what, what, what the news says, what the scientist says. I want to know what God says. We called for a three-day fast and prayer. And I was like, God, you need to speak to us. And I really feel like, you know, we've done what we can. Uh, I shared this morning, uh, you know, the story of Daniel. Daniel was given a vision, didn't know what the vision was. What did he do? He fasted and he prayed, and God revealed that vision to him. Praying and fasting is important, and that's something that we all should be doing. So today is the last day of our prayer and fasting. I feel like we've done what we can do, but I feel like the word of the Lord is telling me is be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. You know, you know, be still is actually a, a Hebrew word, Rafa. Rafa. It means be quiet. Relax. Give yourself a break. Listen, there are some battles that we have to fight. There are some battles that just belongs to the Lord. Some battles that belongs to the Lord. And our assignment is just to be still. To be still and wait. Why? Because our God is big enough to oversee the whole world and He's loving enough to care about the intimate details of everyone's life this morning. Be still and know that I'm God. You, let me just go back to the story. Do you know what happened to the people of Israel? This is the, this is the word God gave them. And we can find the story, you can actually read it, it's really good. And 2 Chronicles 32 and then also in 2 Kings 19. Now, this is the same story from two different perspectives that you can read. And, and this, is, this is what happened. The Assyrian planted to, uh, you know, to attack Jerusalem. Um, and King Hezekiah, the king of Jerusalem, he prayed one prayer. He prayed one prayer. What do you think God did? 
I want to tell you, God sent one angel, not a legion of angels, just one angel. And that one angel dismantled 185,000 Assyrian armies. Let me read it in 2 Kings 19 verse 35. That night the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. Just one angel. You didn't need a legion of angels, just one angel. And I want to tell you this morning, I don't know what situation you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I'm telling you this morning, all you need is just one. One word, one touch, one sermon, one worship song, one miracle, just one. Just one. Just one. When our God says, be still, church, we need to be still. I want to tell you, whether you're a mother and you're worried about your children, whether you're a dad and you're just, you just worried, whether you're even a child and you're worried about your parents, whatever it is, whatever circumstances you're facing, be still and know that God is God. Just trust Him. Just trust Him. So I want us to just be still for a moment and we just go into a time of prayer. Maybe if you can, we can just stand if you can. thank you for your word Father we want to pray right now that you will help us to be obedient help us to be obedient for many of us being still is the most difficult thing to do we like to do stuff and being still is so so difficult we need your help Lord Help us to put our trust in you. Help us not to come with our own strategies, our own plans. Help us to put our trust in you, Father. We know that you know our struggles. We know that you know everything. That this morning, you know what we're going through. So we want to bring those things to you, Father God. We want to bring them to you right now. Our everything. That includes our fears, our worries, our anxiety, our depressions, our everything. We want to bring it before you, Father God. Help our minds, help our hearts to be still, to be still and silent before you. Help us, Father. Help us to be still and know that you are God. Father, we want to pray right now that you quiet the earthquakes. 
like Elijah. Teach us to wait, to wait for your still, small voice, of our lives right now we commit ourselves to you right now Holy Spirit we rest in you we rest in you in Jesus precious name we pray amen and amen and as you're standing right now and as we're praying the Bible says Jesus said in John 14 verse 6 Jesus told them I am the way, the truth, and life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. And I want to tell you this morning that Jesus is the only way to the Father. I know the education here, they're trying to confuse people and say there's many ways and teaching all these different religions. I want to tell you there's only one way, and that's Jesus. And I want to give you an opportunity this morning. If you don't know Jesus or you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, I want to tell you that God loves you. God loves you so much. Honestly, he loves you so much and he has got amazing plans for you. You see, when God created heaven and earth and everything in it, he said it's beautiful, it's amazing. But sin came and sin brought destruction, brought separation from God. But God loved us so much that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to come. And He came for you and I. And what He did on that cross, He did that for you and I. When He died and rose again, that brought a bridge between us and God. A separation that was once broken is now restored and God wants to have a relationship with you but he would never ever force you he would never force you and it's an open invitation he wants to have a relationship with you but you have to make that decision if you're here this morning or if you're watching online you've never given your life to Jesus here's the opportunity you see, we have sinned. We have fallen short. And all we need to do is acknowledge that we have sinned and ask for forgiveness. And when we do, we accept Him as our Lord and Savior. Then we confess it with our mouth and believe it in our hearts. And then we are saved. If that's you, with every eyes closed, with every head bowed, If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand. 
And we just want to pray a prayer of faith this morning. you're online and you made that decision just pray this prayer after me Lord Jesus I need you thank you for dying on that cross for my sins I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Take control of all my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Now if you're here and you prayed that prayer for the first time, please see one of the leaders and we can help you with the next step. If you're watching this online and you prayed this prayer for the first time, there's a link in the comment section. Please click that link, it takes you to our website, fill in your details and then what we do is we contact you and help you with the next step. It's so important. I want to thank you again for uh, this time that you have allowed me to share with you. I'll hand over back to the worship team.